This is a Quiz Bowl cast episode 37G, the Chicago Open 2008 Literature Tournament, round seven between Wiener Mead and Davis Kenlikar. You guys ready? How's the one? This novel ends with the birth of a girl whose name means May the Path and Never Close. Amechina. The protagonist tells a British poet nicknamed Mad Mediso that we were enslaved originally by Gordon's dry gin and is later shot by soldiers after giving an incendiary speech at the University of Bassa. This novel begins with the delegates from the Provence of Abazan protesting the shutdown of their water holes. The protagonist's critical editorials cause him to be fired from the National Gazette. His death causes Chris Orico to resign his post as Commissioner of Information in... Kills this man. Yep. Awesome. One character in this play refuses to translate an English article because it asserts the influence of a higher power on people's actions. Its third act reveals that Billing is running for secretary, and in its second act, one character assures the protagonists uh, of the support of the Temperance Society and Homeowners Association. In the fourth act, the title phrase is uttered as the, the protagonist compares the masses to mongrels during a meeting at. Uh, Enemy of the people? Yep. Awesome. Oh. One character in this work has a sexual encounter with Harry Minowitz and experiences a terrible hurt while listening to a Royka outside of a window. It also sees an important man, impotent man take up sewing and using perfume after the death of his wife Alice, as well as Baby Wilson accidentally being shot by Sparib's BB gun. Its protagonist makeshift violin is mocked by Bill, while another character... Another character is disappointed by sons such as Hamilton, Karl Marx, and Willie. Other characters include Biff Brannan and a Marxist who works at a carnival, Jake Blunt, who, along with Dr. Copeland and McKelly, enjoy talking to a man who shoots himself after learning of the death of Spiros and Tonopolis. For 10 points, name this work about the deaf mute John Singer by Carson McCullers. Hard as well, enough. Yep. Close up. In one of this author's works, the narrator is abandoned by Aureli because of his fascination with Adrienne. This author of Sylvie tells white roses to fall from the burning sky because the saint of the abyss is holier than them in Artemis and wrote a poem which states the pale uh, hydrangea is united with green myrtle. Those poems appear in a collection which contains five sonnets on Christ of the mountain of Olbines and ends with the golden verses. That collection, Les Chimeres, begins with a sonnet that speaks of the black son of melancholy and claims that the author is the dispossessed prince of Aquitaine, as well as the Shadow Man, the Widower, the Unconsoled. For the point, name is author of El Desidichado. Um, no. This time is Gerard de Nerval. Tells up. The speaker in this poem wishes to call up Chaucer in order to listen to the completed squire's tale. This poem mentions a sad virgin who might bid the soul of Orpheus sing such notes as warble to the string drew iron tears down Floydeus's cheek. Its speaker refers to religious music, which may with sweetness through mine ear dissolve me into ecstasies and bring all heaven before mine eyes and wants to read Plato and outwatch the bear in some high lonely tower. The speaker wishes to inhabit a hairy gown and mossy cell in order to attain something like prophetic strain and hails a goddess born to Vesta and Saturn in the grove of Ida, beginning hence vain deluding joys the brood of folly without father bread. For ten points, name this poem 
poem about the melancholy man by John Milton, the companion to La Allegria, Allegro. Bien pensaroso. Yeah. That was a, one character in this work recalls being told to shine her shoes for the fat lady. Another character is interrupted by his mother while reading the manuscript of The Heart is an Autumn Wanderer. A discussion of a paper about Flaubert and Sicklers eventually leads to one character uh, fainting while on a date with Lane Coutel. The second part of this work opens with one... Uh, 15. Klossner hears the screams of roses and a tree using the title device in this author's story, The Sound Machine. This author also wrote a story in which William uh, Bodiebol jumps off a boat to try to win a bet, as well as another in which Mary Maloney convinces detectives to eat the weapon used to murder her husband. This author of Dip in the... Yeah. 15. Also, one of this man's uncollected poems remarks again and again, however, we know the landscapes of love. In one poem, he wrote of a woman whirling faster and faster who fans her dress to passionate flames, while another describes figures like enormous feathery blossoms seducing and mentions all the subtle paints of Fragonard. Besides the flamingos and Spanish dancer, this author of the collection Lair's Sacrifice wrote a poem which states we cannot know the title figure's legendary head and claims you must change your life. His correspondence with a student at at the Vienna Military Academy, Franz Kappas, was collected in a Letters to a Young Poet. This author of Archaic... Letters to a Young Poet is Dilka. Yeah. Yeah. In one of this author's work, a king found hiding in a barrel is unable to be restored by Patrick Sarsfield. While in Egypt, this author wrote a pamphlet supporting Ahmad Bey's nationalist revolt against the Khedives, Eribi and his household. A one-act play by this author consists of a dialogue between two women named Mary, the wife and mother of recently executed Dennis Cahill. This author of plays such as The Galgate, The Deliverer, and Hyacinth Halvey and commented, it is uh, the old battle between those who use a toothbrush and those who don't in response to a riot that broke out during Singe's Playboy of the Western World. She collected folk tales in works like Kugelain of Merathim and the Kiltartan Wonder Book, and her home at Cole Park served as a venue for the Irish literary revival. For 10 points, this Irish playwright... Play, I wasn't say Countess Kathleen. No. Who, along with uh, Yeats, confounded the uh, co-founded the Abbey Theater. Oh, oh, oh God! This time is Lady Gregory. That's right. Also, in French, this phrase titles a poem that tells its addressee for all this sea horde of deciduous things there's nothing that's quite your own in english it titles a poem that begins your thighs are apple trees and briefly forgets that fragonard not Watteau painted the swing as well as a poem where a performance of chopin preludes set a false note in a narrator's ear as he abandons an over-the-hill woman who shall sit here serving tea to who friends. The latter is the second poem and proofrock and other observations. They all take their name from a novel written where Henrietta Stackpole tries to get Casper Goodwood to marry the title character, though Madame Merle has her to go to Italy and wed Gilbert Osmond. For 10 points... Also, 
The narrator claims that because the English do not believe in genie like the Muslims do, it's difficult for him to find a way to save this character from the Tyburn. He discusses the merits of equality with a gypsy king with whom he takes shelter for the night, learns how a gambling problem and the betrayal of Watson led to the destitution of the man on the hill, and gives three guineas to a novice highwayman who fails to rob him. He discovers the highwayman is Mrs. Miller's cousin when he arrives in London, where he is nearly executed for stabbing Mr. Fitzpatrick while bloody... I don't know, is this like Tom Jones? It is. Okay. After 11, I have 2570. All right, tells up. The Hounded Horn, a Harvard miscellany, included this author's first published poem, Anne Gardner. He authored a posthumously published collection of letters to Father Fly, as well as the novella The Morning Watch and the poem Descriptions of Elysium, which appears in his collection Permit Me Voyage. A rejected draft from Esquire became this author's travelogue describing backstreet neighborhoods like Flatbush, Mildwood, and Sheepshead Bay that roll silently to the sea Brooklyn is. He wrote a semi-autobiographical novel about beginning with the prologue Knoxville Summer 1915. KG? Yeah. Also, this author of Men Without Art wrote a novel about an author kidnapped by Ali Akbar while researching a book on the cult of Mithras. He also wrote novels about a man who breaks off his engagement with Bertha Lunkin and a Dante-esque explosion of fire and ice which destroys Hotel Blundell, the temporary home of Hester and Ren Harding. Besides the snooty baronet, tar and self-condemned, his other creations include a man who collects whips, Don Whittington, who appears in a novel where Dan Boleyn is tutored by Horace Zagreus. He also wrote a novel in which Jack Cruz beats Percy Hardcaster, a communist organizer in the Spanish Civil War. For 10 points, name this author of a trilogy beginning with Childermas, the human age, who also wrote The Apes of God and the Revenge for Love, who founded Vorticism. Lewis? Yeah. Uh, one character in this work... Uh, founds the station of Nabir to determine the balance of the year. Later, the Igigi wall uh, whale in lame lamination after Gaga describes how one character created monster serpents made of poison to destroy them. This work describes the creation of Isara by a character who uses an evil wind and a net to defeat the antagonist. In its third section, Ansar. So this is the Enuma Elish. Fifteen. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, she is said to wear the Inarculum because she is the queen priest, and supposedly her eyes, the glowworm Lenby, the damned would make no noise if they could listen to her, melting melodious words to lutes of amber, and if asks where to find rubies, her lover would point to the lips of this woman who wears an azure robe as airy as the leaves of gold. She goes in skills and sweetly flows that liquefaction of her clothes. Her lover wrote poems upon this woman's ribbon, sweat, and teeth, as well as unrelated ones like a delight in disorder and to the virgins to make much of time for ten points. Name this foremost poetic mistress of Robert... Corinna? No. Of Robert Herrick, who shares her name with an aunt in a Mario, Mario Vargas Llosa novel. Julia? Yeah. Also, this novel's protagonist is chastised by its narrator for his habit of using deranged to mean disturbed. One subplot involves the suspicion that Mrs. Ferrars poisoned her husband to marry the title character, while another deals with Flora's ring, discovered on the path behind the house. Its solution rides on the deduction that the victim's voice was being played by a since-removed dictaphone, and that suspicious 
steps on Ralph Patton, was behind was being hidden away at a local inn by the real killer. Though its protagonist would star in over 40 more books, it, at its start, he's already retired to grow marrows in King's Abbot, where he meets Dr. James Shepard, the man that serves as his new sidekick and chronicler until the twist ending for 10 points, in which novel does Hercule Poirot discover that the narrator killed the title character? That's correct. In the Rosiad, Charles Churchill wrote that to be pleased with nature was to be pleased with this man. He adapted novelty Leith into the farce The Lying Ballet and himself wrote Lethe or Aesop in the shades while J.R. Crawford dramatized his affair with Margaret Wilkington in Lovely Peggy. Richard Sheridan wrote that he no fixed effect, no model leaves behind in a funeral poem for this man who wrote the prologue to Sheridan's The School for Scandal. In Tom Jones, Partridge is less impressed with him than with King Hamlet since the style he pioneered as manager of the Drury Lane Theater and as portrayed Garrick. Yeah. Nice. Also, uh, this work notes that the pomegranates rise and burst and murmur with the bees and describes a time when the forest glows with gold and ashen tints. The narrator calls O fringes of a placid mirror in Sicily and discusses chilly blue eyes like a fountain in tears. His protagonist talks of sucking the gleam of grape flesh and imagines Venus across the very slopes of Etna after exclaiming, try then to flower again, orange of flights, Malginsrynix. Uh, that character also made the thickets steeped in music by his flute's outpourings and prized apart the tousled rye kisses the gods had so deftly mingled, spoiling his desire to ravish two nymphs. For ten points, name the symbolist poem about a mystical beast, a work of Stephane Mallarmé. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Oh. Seeing candy rabbits as a grown woman reminds her of when she and her brother Paul found a dead mother rabbit as a young girl. Later, she and her sister Maria won $100 at the races by betting on Miss Lucy, the horse owned by their deceased Aunt Amy's drunkard husband, Harry. As a grown woman, she tells Nurse Tanner that her hands look like white tarantulas while fading into and out of consciousness because though she was able to repulse the men selling Liberty Bonds at her Denver newspaper, she was unable to keep away from influenza. She shares her name with a character who marvels oh brave new world with such right. yeah. uh, the tempest the okay. love object in the tempest and uh, give this name of the heroine of the old order and pale horse pale rider as well as the love object of the calvin and the tempest don't toss up this man described a moon and lantern light provoking the splash of jumping fish and overflowing two of his later poems respectively describe people coming helpful uh, coming helping him after he falls off his horse drunk and note it's the greatest timber that's hardest to put to use. One of his early poems asserts that it's better to have girls than boys because the latter are merely buried amid the grass. Many of his middle period poems are devoted to his thatched hut while many other works of this no, of this friend of Abbot Zahn are Bucci, and like his two poems on a bend in the river and three sighs of autumn. For ten points, name this author of Ballard of the Ancient Cypress and Song of the Wagons, a Confucius Tang poet. Mm. Yep. yep. That's the end of the game.
Von Score, Wiener Mead, 105, Davis Kandlakar, 80.